the working title, I have working titles for messages, and sometimes they end up that way, and sometimes they end up some, some other way. Usually they end up some other way. But the working title for the message was really, um, certainly Steve talked about God is greater than me. Well, yeah, sure. But the working title was God is greater than me and my good looks and charm. And, uh, and the point, I'm not talking about myself there so much as that we, we all often have the temptation to whatever good looks and charm, whatever, you know, I'm going to use that sort of like analogous, whatever that, that might be for you, whether it be your speaking skills or your, your listening skills or, or whatever, we often will, will default back to those things that we are strong with and let, you know, and then re- depend on that as opposed to sometimes embracing our weaknesses and allowing God to work through them. And that's what I want to talk to you about. And we've got a great passage that I, want, that I want you to see in the Bible about this. But I want to just begin because really the title, the title is God has blessed me with strengths, because he has for all of us, and he empowers in my weakness. He empowers me in my weakness. Um. And I want to talk about the strengths first, even though the passage we're going to see in the Bible talks about weaknesses. And the reason I want to do this is because I'm a positive guy. I always want to talk about strengths. But I also I can make the point very easily. And the point is this, that I can, I can name these strengths, and every time I do that, all you've got to do is stop and think of the opposite. And you can think of the weaknesses, and you can kind of see where you fit in here, okay? For instance, one, one strength would be a person has a very, good, you know, a very strong self-awareness. That's a great strength. You know, it's hard for me to imagine how, why people, why all people aren't self-aware. I mean, somebody, we, we all have weaknesses, and they're usually glaring to everybody around us that we're close to. So why is it we somehow play this game where we think, you know, we just, we're all there and we're never wrong or whatever? I don't quite understand that, but there are people who, who are still there, still stuck in that. Uh, not very strong in that way. There are, uh, another strength would be a person who's very strong because there are people who are weak. Right. Uh, another one. Uh, it, some people are very communicative. Some not so much. You know. So every time we talk about a strength that God has given you, um, there is the other side of that: seeing the best in people, being loving, being positive, being diplomatic. Diplomatic. Excuse me. Di- diplomatic. Um, I was thinking of diplomacy. It's diplomatic. Uh, some people are very diplomatic. They don't live in New Jersey, but, but they, there are people who are diplomatic. They, they tell me, at least. Um, and some aren't very diplomatic at all. Um, some people are very faithful. Some, not so much, unfortunately. Some people are very detailed. Uh, we have a... <laughs> I, for the first time I've ever done this, I'm part of a fantasy baseball league. And, uh, and we had our draft the other night where you sit around the table and and drink and eat more pizza than you possibly can think you can. And uh, I think we thought that they were, it was, I, th- we, I think we thought that pizza was going out of style, so we had to eat all we could get. But, um, but one guy who comes to church here is in the last service, it's kind of funny, he's a banker, Wall Street, he shows up for the baseball, we're supposed to draft our team, draft, you know, and you, you can look at us all, and we're all in backstage, and we have the, we all have our computers and Wi-Fi. This guy comes in with just tons of spreadsheets, with baseball players, just tons of spreadsheets. I said, are you kidding me? 
He says, no, man. I mean, he was serious about this thing. We'll see how it all ends up. It's funny. I told that story in the second service. He was in the last service. And his sister was visiting with him for the first time she's ever been to Renaissance. She's from another part of the country. And I didn't say anything. I just said, this guy uh, just, just told the same story. She, he, she didn't know he was doing fantasy baseball. She just looked at him and she said, was that you? And, and it was just one, I could see it was just one of those funny things where somebody who knows you, they know your, your, weak, your weaknesses and they know your strengths. And this is a guy who's really strong with the details. We need people like that, particularly those of us who aren't. And what's funny about that is, and I've, I've been doing it sort of, sort of tongue-in-cheek, we often sort of chide or make fun of, in, in a good way, maybe not so much, uh, those who are, who, who are different in that way than we are. When we don't have, like, I'm not a detailed person. Uh, and I know it comes as a big shock to you. But, so I often end up chiding somebody who is. Uh, which is not, not, I mean, as long as it's healthy, that's okay. But it's funny how we all do that. And, of course, you, know, you can chide me for not. But anyway... Some people are very disciplined and some people not. Funny thing about discipline is there are people who are very disciplined who still struggle with certain things that they don't seem to have good control over. Might be a habit, might be um, an addiction, figurative or literal. So we all have our strengths. but We also all have our weaknesses and we need to stop and recognize that great I think a great guy from the 5th century, his name is John Climacus. He was a, uh, lived for like 70 or 80 years uh, in a little place called St. Catharines, which is, you've been there, it's, a, it's, a, it's in Egypt at the base of Mount Sinai. You've been there, right? I think you guys have been there. Um, anyway, um, I've been there, and it's just really desert and um, depressing and dry. I guess that's repetitive, isn't it? lived there for, for like 75 years or so as a, as, a, as a monk and wrote great things. Here's what he said anyway. I, I, I deviate, but here, here's what he said. It happens, I do not know how, that most of the proud never really discover their true selves. They think they have conquered their passions and they find out how poor they really are only after they die. That's so true. And that's so sad. That's just so sad, isn't it? And uh, some people just aren't very self-aware. Here's what I want you to do. I want, I want you to follow along. I'm going to take you to a passage in the New Testament. And we're going to talk about this thing of weaknesses now. We know we all have strengths. We also know we all have certain weaknesses. And it's going to be really, the way this is written is, is just genius. Because we're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to, whatever your thing is, whatever your weaknesses, I'm going to say plural because I know it's more than one. Whatever it is, you're going to be able to plug it right in here and, and just maybe even talk to God about it, right? So here you go. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 12. The Apostle Paul is writing here. He has just written about this great revelation that took place, that he saw that nobody really, very unique for him, for anybody, to have been some things revealed to him by God that nobody else, God had never revealed to anyone else. So, so he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty happy about that. And then he goes into this next thing he says, as soon as he, he talks about this great revelation, and then he says this, in chapter, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, we'll pick it up in the middle of verse 7. So to keep me from becoming proud of this thing, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan, to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Isn't that amazing? Have you ever, have you ever felt that way about something that just torments you? Maybe it's an internal desire. Maybe it's 
a habit that you just can't shake? Maybe it's a particular behavior pattern that you don't like about yourself. Maybe it's something that, 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 that some people wouldn't necessarily say is all. Maybe it's, maybe it's browsing at some things on the internet that you really don't need to be looking at. I don't know what it is for you. For him, well, watch what happens. Three different times, I begged the Lord to take this away. Each time, he says, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Um, Yes, God has blessed me with strengths, but he empowers me in my weakness, weaknesses. That's what I want you to see in this passage. He doesn't eradicate them. And here's the cool thing about it. I'm going to read to you. I don't often, I don't like to do this too much. I do it some. I read from a commentary. Uh, to you, I read commentaries all the time, but I mean, give you one because sometimes they're just boring and, and they're great. I sometimes read them when I get insomnia, which is all the time, and uh, they can help put you to sleep, but not the case here. Um, this is a, 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 excuse me, a commentary called the Bible Knowledge Commentary, and he's trying to explain exactly what, what this means. So just follow along with me. It's, it's, it's good stuff. So that Paul would not forget this, God gave him a constant reminder of his weakness. Countless, countless explanations concerning the nature of his thorn in the flesh have been offered. They range from incessant temptation, dogged opponents, chronic maladies such as ophthalmia, uh, malaria, <laughs> migraine, <laughs> migraine headaches, and epilepsy. It's, it's, it also is, is going into, some people say maybe it was a disability in his speech. No one can say for sure what it was. It was probably, according to this guy, a physical affliction. It is understandable that Paul would consider his thorn a hindrance to wider, more effective ministry, and that he would repeatedly petition God for its removal. But he learned from his experience the lesson that pervades this letter, divine power is best displayed against the backdrop of human weaknesses, so that God alone is praised. Rather than removing the problem, God gave him grace in it. This grace is sufficient, adequate in the sense of providing contentment. He never tells us. The Bible never tells us what this was that the Apostle Paul had. Never tells us. And I think it's a beautiful thing because you can fill in there whatever you want to fill in. It it could, I mean, you know, could it have been, you know, you can just fill in the blank. Could it have been physical? Yeah. Some some deformity maybe, maybe eyesight issues. Could it have been, you know, just just maybe had a weak constitution, just sick a lot. Could have been that. Could it have been something that he chose to do from time to time? Could it be drinking too much? Could be. You say the Apostle Paul? Hey, he was a human too, okay? Could it, could it, could it have been the opposite sex? Could have been. It, it, it could have been any number of things. Here's all you need to know. Whatever yours are, plural, they're covered right here. These weaknesses. Maybe it's your fault. Maybe it, or maybe it's your parents' fault. That's their fault. It's always their fault. My son tells me that all the time. It's your fault, Dad. How come, Dad? How, how come, Dad? How come I got all your bad qualities and none of Mom's good qualities? How come that is, Dad? 
He says that lovingly, of course. Um, and unfortunately, it's true. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, maybe it's your fault, this thing. Maybe it's an exercise of your will. Maybe it's nobody's fault. Maybe it's somebody else's fault. It doesn't matter for the purposes of what we're talking about. It's a weakness. They are weaknesses. And God says, I, I may not take it away from you, but I will give you the grace in dealing with it. One of the things I learned from one of my, and I've had many friends over the years who were in the program, the Alcoholics Anonymous program, and I remember one of the first times that I got into a real long discussion with a guy about that, and he said, as most do, those of some of you here in the program, uh, he said, I am a recovering alcoholic. And so I said, how long has it been since you've had a drink? And he said, 30 years. 30 years. I said, dude, you're not recovering. You're not recovered. You are recovered, baby. You know, I said, I'm officially, I'm officially uh, issuing an edict. You are, you, he says, no, I can't do that. He said, and he argues, I'm recovering. Because he said, I'm one drink away. There's one away. And it really, and I've talked to a lot of, a lot of guys and ladies over the years, and, 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 and I appreciate that attitude so much because I don't care whether it's alcohol or whether it's something else. When we talk about addictions, whether they're chemical or otherwise, you're always just one step away again. And that's why God's grace is so important on these issues. It's just so important. You can't get around that. Um, we can't hide our weaknesses. Somebody said, I don't know who it was, but somebody said that the origin of all dysfunction begins when we start trying to hide our weaknesses. Um, I'll tell you what happens. What happens usually. So many times people... People will hide behind their strength. I learned this in a therapy session. I wasn't, I wasn't giving the therapy. I, I, I was getting it. People hide behind their strengths and then ignore their weakness. And, and, and then you become a, a less than a whole person. You know. And some of us have done that regularly. Hide behind our strengths and then stay away from our weaknesses. What God says, embrace certainly your strengths Get them, God gave you your strengths. Get them enhanced by God. Get them, make your strength stronger by God. But embrace your weakness as well because God will work and does and can and will work in your life through your weakness. Uh, whatever those weaknesses might happen to be. French philosopher Balzac said this, many men nourish a pride which urges them to conceal their struggles and show themselves only as conquerors. I can only say to that, hear, hear. And I would also say to that, that's the church. Oftentimes, that's the church. We, 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 we conceal our struggles and we show, we show only the, the good side. That's why so many times the church is such an unhealthy place to be. We try really hard not to do that here. I'm, I'm sure sometimes it still may appear that way too. I, don't, I hope not. Philip Yancey, a great writer today, said this, whoever, whoever, whatever makes us feel superior to other people, Whatever tempts us to convey a sense of superiority, that is the gravity of our sinful nature. That's not grace. And uh, so many times it's true. God gives us this unique ability to cope, work through those weaknesses that we have in a way that, that's, that's, that's only God can do. We have to bring it to Him. That's our choice to bring it to God continually. Like my alcoholic friend, every day. You know, we need to allow God to enhance the strengths that he has given us, and he will. Develop them, grow, 
And we also, though, need to embrace our weaknesses. And when we do both of those, God's, God will shine through our lives in amazing ways. Let me um, read to you Andrew Murray, preacher of the 1700s, 1800s. Um, just an amazing writer and preacher. Here's what he says about this whole thing. And I just, this is just really, really good. The Christian often tries to forget his weakness. God wants us to remember it, to feel it deeply. The Christian wants to conquer his weakness, to be freed from it. Yeah, I do. God wants us to rest and even rejoice in it. The Christian mourns over his weakness. Christ teaches his servant, the Christian, to say, I take pleasure in infirmities. Most gladly will I glory in my infirmities. And keep going. The Christian thinks his weakness is his greatest hindrance in his life and service of God. God tells us that it is a secret of strength and success. It is our weakness, heartily accepted and continually realized, that gives us our claim and access to the strength of him who has said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. God gives us that ability in our weakness, not just to cope, but he gives us an ability and the grace to deal with it in a way that we find, we find new depth that we'd never have found any other way. And it's part of the development, part of the growing process that we we're go through. It's an amazing thing. So don't hide, don't hide, don't run from your weaknesses. Embrace them. Ask God, now God, I need help. That's why Jesus came. And, and you know, you think about it this way. Another, another reason I think God does this, there's many reasons, I don't know all of them, but another reason I think God does this is because who are you going to go to if you're struggling with a particular sin? Probably somebody who's experienced that before and, and has, have, have, by God's power, been able to get through that in a way that, you know, like my, if it's alcohol, you go to a guy who's had a problem with it and say, hey, how did, how did God work in your life to overcome this? If it's, if it's lying or if it's, you know, kleptomania or whatever it is, you go to somebody who can help you, who maybe has been through it or at least has some understanding of it. Of course, Jesus, the Bible tells us Jesus can sympathize with all of our weaknesses as a human being, but he was also God and he never sinned. Let me just close with this. And, um, um, well, let me just, this is, this is sort of a prayer. I'll sort of close with two or three prayers here. Um, may God, who is almighty and omniscient. This is, this is, I wrote this, but this, I just, it hit me. This was pretty good, and, uh, even though I wrote it. Um, may God, who is almighty and omniscient, give us a special depth of being self-aware, resulting in a thankfulness for the strengths in our lives, and may he strengthen those areas in our lives that are in such need of repair. And he can. And he will. I'm going to pray while the band is coming up, and then they're going to, Daniel specifically, is going to offer a prayer. Only his is going to be musically. And it is, a, it is one of my new favorites. It's going to go on my iPhone as soon as I get home. It's just a great, great song. But as they're getting set up, let's pray. God, we pray for strength. We pray for, the first of all, just the strength to recognize what our weaknesses are. And then we thank you for the ability to address them and to have the Spirit of God and the strength of God work in us as we seek, as we seek to live above them. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.